If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. And a one, and two, and three, and a... Oh, hey there. Staying healthy can get, well, sweaty. That's why I order up post-workout drinks with Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits from local stores and get them all delivered in under 60 minutes. No sweat. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com. created a space where we can celebrate the unsung and the undervalued. A place where we focus on the many talents and influences for women within the culture in hopes to inspire women everywhere to overcome adversity in a male-dominated world. Welcome to Woman in Hip Hop. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Jazzy Bell here, and you are watching Women in Hip Hop Podcast. And today is going to be a special, special episode because I have an amazing guest. She is one of the industry's biggest music managers. She uh, is representing Electric Field Entertainment. Say hello to the one and only Andale. What's up, Andale? Hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm amazing. I'm so happy that you're here. As you know, on this show, we highlight the women within the culture, representing not just holding the mic and doing their thing, but rather they behind the scenes as well. So I'm very honored to speak with one of the biggest, you know, music managers in the game. So welcome to the show. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me. It's a honor to be on your show. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. I love to hear that. All right, let's get right to it because, like I said, I like to shed light on the woman that's killing it within the industry. So, first and foremost, where are you originally from with that beautiful name, Adelaide? Thank you. So, I'm originally born and raised in Zimbabwe, but mm-hmm. of South African descent. Um, lived there for about 11 years and then moved over to the U.S. in 2001. So, born and raised in Zimbabwe. Oh, nice. And you moved here in 2001, you said? Yeah, I moved to the U.S. in 2001. Okay, I love that. All right, so when it comes to music management side, we're going to get to that. But I want to talk to you about prior <laughs> than being in the music industry. Okay. I, little Birdie told me that you was a tech girl, that you were a tech <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, just growing up, even moving to the States and going to school, I always loved everything from music, technology, you know, on when laptops and internet were first coming about, having a MySpace, a Zanga, like all these different tech, you know, programs that I loved. LimeWire, FrostWire, like all, you name it, like all anything tech related, I, I've always loved it. So mm-hmm. as I was um, in school and getting out and figuring out like, what am I going to do next with my life? I just knew that I loved the idea of startups being on the back end of how businesses are built tapping into technology and just always being a step ahead, knowing what's new and fresh and coming up. So I ended up working for a company called Core Principal, Mm -hmm. fresh out of um, college, which was an ed tech startup. Essentially, I was a data like analyst and I would sit there with the program programmers and we would go through and like geo map fences around universities in America. It sounds 
<laughs> so crazy. But that was like my first big step into tech. And it was just amazing to have an opportunity to be on the back end and working with these amazing people that were way smarter than me in tech, but you know, were letting me put my little foot in the foot in the door. No, it sounds like you know you was amongst your peers. We love a good beauty <laughs> brains. We love a good beauty and brains story over here. Um, and we'll yeah. thank you for sharing that. That sounds amazing. I'm glad you said that because you know I feel like our people, our culture, they don't really see themselves tapping into that type of industry. So to be so young and to be so smart and to be so talented and be able to help startup companies and tech to flourish. I'm glad that you shared that so people can see that it's a possibility to do something else in this world, you know? It's so possible. I'm such a huge advocate even to this day for women branching out into different, you know, industries and verticals that aren't something or even people of color doing things that you would never think that we could do. So as soon as I started like typing on a laptop, I just knew like I loved this. Whatever was inside of that world, the internet, I loved it and I wanted to be a part of everything to do with it. Okay. But now talk to me about your love for music. Where did that come from? How did, where did that begin for you and why music management? Okay. So my love for music started very early on. Uh, when I lived in Zimbabwe, I went to a Portuguese primary school and one of my electives there was music. And ironically, my marimba, it was a marimba band class mm -hmm. and my music teacher was my aunt. So I, I started out, my, my love of music started early on. I loved playing in a marimba band. It's like a traditional instrument that you play in um, Zimbabwean or South African culture. So that's where it started. And then just if I think back, like just growing up, my family and even our culture as well, we're so big on singing, you know, gathering as a group, celebrating together. And music is always involved in those celebrations. So that's where my love started. Uh, yeah. I love that. So, okay, so your family is musically inclined. That is super dope. When when was the first time you can say you fell in love with the hip-hop genre? Ooh. So I have a really funny story about hip-hop because my relationship with hip-hop is interesting being that, you know, the first half of my life was spent living in Africa. So a lot of what traditionally um, everyone fell in love with with hip-hop, it was later on for me. I, I discovered it really when I moved to the States. But a funny story is the first CD that I ever got from my parents when I lived in Africa was LL Cool J Lounging. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I feel like that, I think there was maybe like three songs on there, like doing it, lounging, and like one more song. First of all, that is not, you know. That's not kid friendly. <laughs> For being good, you know, um, having that be like my, that was honestly my first introduction to hip hop was that CD. And I was like, what is this? I love this. It's raunchy. It, it's pushing the envelope, but sonically it's amazing. And it's like, it's a vibe. So that was my first, that's how I fell in love with uh, hip hop. It was LL Cool J. Shout out to the GOAT, LL Cool <laughs> the first one to really coin that phrase that got hip-hop in the frenzy, you know, the GOAT, greatest of all time. I love that, doing it is one of my favorite records. I had no business singing it either. <laughs> well, me and my friends was definitely in school, walking down the hallway, talking about still doing it. So. Right. And um, Who Do You Love? Or, yeah, I love that song. Mm -hmm. That song is... Mm -hmm. 
feature total, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Iconic, iconic for me. I love that story. Thank you so much for sharing that. Now, when it comes to electric field entertainment, you manage people like Rich the Kid, um, Ian Dior. Am I saying that right? Yes. Yeah, so at Electric Field now, our current roster, we have Ian Dior, Post Malone, 24K Golden on the artist side. And then we have an extensive uh, producer and songwriter roster as well. Mm, okay. Now, I definitely want to talk about that because when it came to, um, well, first of all, the, the entertainment is led by CEO Austin Rosen. Austin Rosen, yes. Yeah, and I know he was named Variety's Manager of the Year. Was. Right, he was. So, I mean, to be part of a huge team like that, I'm sure that's that had got to be amazing. Tell me how that came into fruition for you on how you got with that management company. So, interesting enough, um, I worked at a different management company before that was based in LA, uh, London, and New York, but I predominantly worked in London for that company. Um, and when I came back to the US, I was still working in, in management, but just was, you know, in a pivotal part in my career, like, okay, what am I going to do next? And a good friend of mine actually connected me to Austin on a random day, you know, and just said like, you guys should really meet and, and chat. And I've always been a fan of everything that Austin has done thus far. I think he's so talented and outside of just music, but just as a businessman as well. And even our venture arm that we have at Electric Field, there's no other companies that I think are tapping into all these different verticals like Electric Field and Austin Rosen has you know, put together. Yeah, you guys, amazing year. I mean, was it 19 nominations alone with the Grammys? Yes, 19 Grammy nominations. So dope, so dope. Now, you played a massive role in the success of uh, 24 Golden's Mood featuring Ian Dior, uh, which hit number one, all right, on the Billboard charts, you guys, for eight consecutive weeks. A lot of people is giving you praise and, and honors as they should for being very, um, you know, integral and all of that. So talk to me about that process and how that was for you. Honestly, that process, I first of all, like... If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. I thank everyone for giving the props, but I'm such a team player that I, I could never just take all of the credit. That record and how everything came about, even from how, you know, the, the two artists got in the room together to make the song, it was all just, it was team effort. And the funny part about that song is it, it wasn't even a planned session. It was literally Ian, Golden, and Omer hanging out at Ian's house. And they just were like, oh, let's make a song. And then it all came about. But no, I, I think a big part of the success of that record. Wait, did you have any, you, you, I mean, you wasn't at the house, but like when they told you how the song came to fruition, were you just like, whoa, this is like, when did you realize, when did you first hear that record in particular? So I first heard that record, Golden had played the record, 24K Golden had played it for all of us. And I mean, I heard it after it was put together. It was like an aftermath. Like they they did the song, they were all hanging out. And then afterwards, you know, Golden played the record and it was in the pool of all the different songs that he was working on at the time for his album. So it was amazing, but you know, we didn't, I would never say that anyone thought like, this is the one, mm -hmm. you know, I don't think any of us ever had that moment mm -hmm. prior. 
talk to me about like what you how you would describe your job and and how you was able to you know help a record like this become the big record that it was at its time i think you know being a manager it's such an interesting job because Mm -hmm. there's no one way to to define it you know one day you could be a therapist another day you're working with a lawyer on contracts the next day you're putting together a tour so i think what it is to be a manager is to be able to pivot and make decisions that will benefit yourself and your clients in in the best way possible and just being able to be you know take everything in compartmentalize it and then figure out strategies of how to execute those things so and sometimes you know for example with mood all you need to be is just a support for your for the creative of your clients like let them do what they want to do you know if they want to make a song with their friend let them go make a song with their friend but be supportive of their creative process and then create opportunities once the song is ready to put out that will you know catapult it to that next level you don't have a question for you. Maybe it's a little more personal question, like for me, because, right? you know, I'm in the industry. So I've had people say, you know, like they wanted to manage me. And I had one person where I was really thinking about, oh, this person might be great to like be my manager. But he was like, bruh, listen, being a manager is like being your therapist, being your husband, being your best friend, being your doc. Like, it's like it's such a close type of like rapport that you would have to have. And he was like, I can't sign up for that like that's a lot i think he was saying because i'm a woman and he's a man which is a whole nother situation but i tried to understand where he was coming from and i did eventually because i was like hey if it's something you feel like you couldn't handle then yeah cool would you agree with that assessment as far as like is it that close of relationship where you feel like damn it's almost like you know you know what i mean like not being a couple but just like i said being that person's everything it is and you know I would say that that's, first of all, that's true. He's right. Mm -hmm. But I do think what's interesting about myself as a manager, but also, you know, electric feel is we're really specific about the clients that we take on. And Mm -hmm. personally, I feel like it's about aligning yourself with a client or as a manager on your end that has the same like ethos as you. You want to, you want to work with people that first of all, you like as people. I believe. And then you have to think like this, the relationship of a manager and a client is so close because that could be the first person you talk to every day and the last person you talk to. And, you know, you're building businesses together. You're making sure like, for example, mental health is something that's so important to me and as well as my clients. So you're making sure someone's mentally sound. Are you healthy? Are you, are you comfortable to move forward with this next step? But also you have to be business savvy and make sure that like i'm constantly educating myself on what's new what's coming up and what can i learn to make myself a better manager for my clients so you want someone that my philosophy is someone who first of all you like as a person Mm -hmm. and then the business comes second in a world where everyone was forced to leave the comfort of their homes to get drinks one hero emerged Its name was Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery, and it allowed everyone to compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits and get them delivered in under 60 minutes. All they needed to do was download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com to take destiny in their hands. Dun-dun-dun. I love that. That's a great way to approach it, I believe. And so when it comes to 
you know, being a woman in hip hop and this being a male dominated industry. And we always hear stories, you know, horror stories, child. From, <laughs> you know, shout out to people like Drew Dixon, who, you know, came out openly about her experience in hip hop. Um, Kim Azario has talked about her experience in hip hop. And even Lotto re- recently. Yeah, I just saw that. that. Yeah, talked about how she, you know what she had to deal with with her album release and having to deal with an artist, you know, using what whatever you know sex yeah. as a a way to manipulate um, a situation. How has it been for you being a woman in this male-dominated industry? You know, that's such a, an open-ended question <laughs> that can go so many different ways, but you know it's not easy. I wake up every day and I take it a day at a time, to be honest, it's not easy. Um, But I think in this day and age now, as much as we focus on all the bad things that happen to women in this industry, and we, you know, we take it seriously, because it's, it's great for people to feel comfortable to open up and really talk about their experiences, and for us to create an open environment for them to feel comfortable to talk about it, I think is important. But I feel like once you go through so many things. Um, What's helped me is I'm so grateful to be surrounded by people that advocate for me, that create safe spaces for me, mention my name in rooms that I'm not in. And, you know, there's those off days that we all have where you walk into a music video set for your artist and someone thinks you're a makeup artist Mm -hmm. or they assume you're, you know what I mean? They never think like, oh, that's the manager. So Mm -hmm. of course those situations are unfortunate, but what I could say to, to women or anyone really who's, um, you know, a minority in their own sense that wants to come into this industry is just really have a good t- team around you, surround yourself with people that will uplift you and, and motivate you and, and push you to be, you know, strong in your own sense, but also don't tolerate disrespect. I think it's important to also learn ways to stand up for yourself, but still hold, you know, be the bigger person in the situation. That's what I would say. I love that advice. Thanks for saying that. But call them out if they do something crazy. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Thanks for saying that too. Because I think I think that's the biggest struggle that we have as, as women in um, any male-dominated industry um, is again not feeling like you have a safe space to speak up for yourself. Yeah, and when you do. It, what, what's the aftermath of that? You know. I do feel like we're kind of removing ourselves from the era of the backlash era or mm-hmm. um, not the backlash era, the blackball. I'm sorry. Yes. Yes. The blackball era of is like, well, if you don't do such and such, then you would never work in this business again. And it's like, I just feel like we're, we're away from that. And I think the more that I or people in this industry promote that, um, then more people will feel safe to come forward if they feel something is, is that they're being done wrong. No, definitely. And, you know, I think there's a lot of women also that have been trailblazers for us in this industry um, and created opportunities and groups as well to help women, especially black women, navigate their way in this industry. I have so many mentors that I'm grateful for that have helped me get to where I am now. But I'm also a mentor for any, you know, women coming up because I want to the one thing that would make me happy is to know that like another black girl never has to experience what I've experienced. Mm, you know? love that. Let's talk about that. Cause you do serve as a member of woman in music. 
Yes. Snap Girls, and you recently um, signed on to be a mentor for Film It Four's Next Gen Film Mentorship Program. I'm part of that as well. Yes, Heather <laughs> is the queen. She is everything. So grateful for her for starting that organization. Heather, right? Heather, yes. she's amazing. Um, when you talk about creating opportunities and professional growth for women, like let's tap into that. How has the experience been for you being a part of these groups? I mean, for me, you know, we talk like what we were just speaking about mm -hmm. having a group of people where you can speak to other women and, you know, you have those moments sometimes where you're like, am I the only one going through this? Am I just going crazy by myself? And then you call another woman, you know, who's a part of the organizations that you're in and they're like, oh yeah, the same thing happened to me like two days ago. So even knowing that you're not the only one going through it. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. It, I think, helps so much and makes you feel like, you know what, we do have a community of strong women that look out and advocate for each other. So, for me, it's it creates this safe space where it's like, you know, something bad might happen and you you, you want to know how to navigate it. Well, you can go to these amazing organizations that not only advocate for women but they advocate for everyone they just create a safe space for women to be able to excel you know what i mean within it's a safe space so i i'm all for it yes i wonder for you because i've been asked this question or at least i feel like i have or maybe i ask myself this question right because i was such a lover of hip-hop period although i obviously put a magnifying glass on the women that's killing it in the game. Um, like when people talk about top five dead or alive, I'm like, it's all women. So what you want to hear? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll sit up sometimes. I can use some Tupac and some Biggie, you know, yeah. it's Kel Foxy, da, 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 da. But you know, with that being said, like I really do love male rappers for sure. Yeah. But I wonder for you just being a woman in hip hop, like do you ever find yourself conflicted? Like, being part of this culture and oftentimes, you know, hearing the music that is degrading to women. Cause people have act, I felt like I struggle with that. It's like, I'm bobbing my head to the music. I know all the words. I was like, oh. I'm like, she did what? <laughs> and you know, this is, this is just a question I've always wondered what other women like, do you, do you struggle with, it's culture yeah. times. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's moments where you're like, wait a minute, she did what? <laughs> and you called her what? But then you think it's like, on the flip side of that, it's like, well, women must be so incredible that all these men spend all day talking about how amazing we are and all the things we do and how we make them mad. But you, so it's like, let's give them more things to talk about. Because if you think about it, like, what are they all talking about? Mostly women anyway. So we must be doing something, right? Come on, you know, <laughs> that gotta be the best comeback, best answer ever to that question. Cause I'm like, yeah. I, I mean, for me, Cardi, mm -hmm. Cardi, Megan, Lotto, you know, these women now have just owned, they're so smart. They've taken this, an industry where it's like, you know, men sing all these things about women. They're like, oh no, no, no. We can come and do the exact same thing. But on top of that, we'll also talk about us women in our bodies and how amazing it is to, back to you. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm all for women 
female rappers coming in and doing the same thing that the guys are doing, but better. So. Well said, well said. Now, I'm going to play this confessional album with you, but before I do that, I read that you um, credit your curiosity, hustle, and uh, the African philosophy. How do you say it? Ubuntu? Ubuntu. Ubuntu. Ubuntu? Yes. Yes. As your secret weapons for success. Please explain that. I hit the Google button, the Google spoogle. (laughs) So dope, but I would love for you to elaborate on exactly, you know, what that is and what you meant by that. So Ubuntu for me and in my culture, it means I am, therefore you are, therefore we are. So essentially it's just celebrating a sense of community and just knowing that like you're not just one person having this one experience. Everything that I do directly affects you, which then directly affects the both of us and everyone else around us. So it just reminds you that like with everything that you do, Think about things that are larger than just yourself. Like do have integrity with everything that it is that you do. So even the way that I do business with all of my clients at Electric Feel and, you know, everyone, I always just try to make sure that, you know, I am doing something that I'm proud of that will then make you proud of it and then benefit all of us as a community. Yes, I love that. Okay, y'all ready? You ready? You ready for the confessional hour? Now, this is just me asking like five questions. It usually warrants one word answers, maybe a sense. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a little nervous, but I'm ready. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's going to be fun. Okay, I got to ask you give me your top five favorite female rappers. This is Women in Hip Hop, so represent female rappers. Lil Kim, Foxy Brown, Megan Thee Stallion. Nikki and Cardi. Wait, wait, can I take it back? I'm going to have to add Bia on there because I'm really obsessed with her right now. Okay. Who we taking off? Because now I'll be a messy. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even say who I'm taking off. (laughs) Look, see, I was was about to get you off the hook. I got you, sir. (laughs) Yeah. Now, would you be this amazing music manager? Who would you say is a dream artist that you would love to manage or work with one day? You know, I think I'm, you know, I'm biased here, but I'm blessed to say that I'm already working with my dream artists. Okay. Yeah. I love, I love what's going on here. Okay. Well, let me flip that. Okay. Just say like a dream collaboration for um a female artist it could be a rapper a singer it don't matter like what woman out there would you like see yourself attached to that you would like to work with and help out with her career can it be for me like my queen right now is lizzo i just think she's everything she is what she's done for music women body positivity like it's just i listen to lizzo every day so that's she's the queen I love Lizzo. She from Detroit, like me, I believe. Somewhere, somewhere up in Michigan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest misconception about you, Andale. Ooh. I think the biggest misconception misconception about me is I think sometimes people take kindness as a form of weakness. Mm, come on now, talk about it. I love that. Okay. Who is your biggest inspiration, personally and professionally? Personally, my biggest inspiration, I mean, this is cliche, but I'd have to say my parents, you know, they um, worked hard to get myself and my family 
um, to the U.S. to give us better opportunities and essentially sacrifice their own dreams to make sure that me and my sister had an opportunity to thrive. So they're they're my end all be all. And then professionally, I mean, outside of just the music industry, I'd say my biggest inspiration is Nelson Mandela. Wow, yeah. yeah, he the level of sacrifice and just all the things that he did to be able to provide, you know, rights and, and freedom for people that look like us in, in Africa and, and in South Africa is just mm-hmm. very admirable. Iconic man, indeed. Now, when it's all said and done, what do you want your legacy to be? My legacy, I would love for it to be. I guess Ubuntu, like just knowing that everything that I did, you know, no one can ever say that I didn't have integrity in the things that I did. I love that. All right. Well, that's a wrap. Now, before you go, give me one word (laughs) to describe the feeling that you feel right now, the state that you're in, not a phrase, not a sentence, but one word after just talking about how you came here in 2001 from Zimbabwe to being here, killing it, tech, music industry, all of this, being a mentor to others. What's the one word you describe where you are in life right now? I would have to say grateful is the mm-hmm. one word. Grateful. And I love that. And I'm grateful for this interview. Andale, yes. thank you so much <laughs> for thank being you. here with me for Women in Hip Hop Podcast. It's amazing. And continue to, you know, love the culture, be within the culture, feed the culture, and like give us your talents and your beauty and just everything about you. I love your aura. I feel like we should be friends. So um, yes, please. <laughs> I feel like I should have a mentor like you. I feel like Listen, I'm when I come to Atlanta, I'm calling you first. So <laughs> I'll be in LA. You say you're in LA, right? I'm in LA. I'll be out there about two weeks. Are you coming for Coachella? <laughs> I don't know if I'm, I know. See, I'm such, I'm a cornball low key. I don't even be, uh, but I probably should. Just because you said that now I'm about to hit the Google and check tickets and all kinds of stuff call up friends or say and see what they can do for me listen hit me on the side it's great for networking you got to be there yes i love that thank you so much again for being here and we will talk soon thank you so much this was amazing you're welcome okay bye bye created a space where we can celebrate the unsung and the undervalued. A place where we focus on the many talents and influences for women within the culture in hopes to inspire women everywhere to overcome adversity in a male-dominated world. Welcome to Women in Hip Hop. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.